Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the VSIN Bet Center, live from Circa out here in Lovey Las Vegas. I'll be taking you through the next two hours as it is Greg Pearson coming at you to be able to follow all that we do over here at the Vegas Ads and Information Network on Twitter. That is at VSIN Live, VSIN Live for myself at GUnit underscore 81. A big thanks to the guys behind the scenes that make it all happen as well. Wyatt and Miles, I know you guys are working smart hours, so you guys are much appreciated, and it's much appreciated to all of you guys that are watching and listening all across the world. So a big thanks to you guys. In the first hour, we wound up seeing the conclusion of a lot of these Pac-12 games, and, well, we wound up just getting a couple finals that wound up rolling in. It was a win but no cover for Arizona State. They wind up being able to get the W against UNLV by kind of 37-10. to 10. This one falls harmlessly under the total as this total was at 56, so not really much of a threat there. We've really got two marquee games that are still going on when it comes to college football, and we'll be keeping tabs on these as they go along into the final few minutes as Sanford leads USC by a count of 42-20, to 20, about 326 left in this one, and I know that a lot of people are going to be looking at this one intently as this one might have some spread implications as you've got Oregon State currently leading 38-20 to 20 over Hawaii, and the total on this game closed at between 65 and 65 and a half, so depending on if you got the over or the under, the hook could wind up coming into play here if we wind up getting a late touchdown, so we're going to get you guys all caught up on that if we wind up seeing a score. I will be alerting you guys there, but let's take a look a little bit at baseball as well. This is a great time of year because you've got the NFL starting up 
in full force on this Sunday. You've got college football back for its second full week, week zero. It's a nice appetizer, but I mean, it's like having quality cheese curds with your big giant steak, which the steak is every Saturday, having these awesome college football games, but you've also got baseball as well, and we have seen a very fascinating year as everyone thought that it was a foregone conclusion that the LA Dodgers would just be running through the National League. They'd be able to run and hide with it. No, sir, says the San Francisco Giants as they currently lead all of baseball with regards to their record. But what has really been intriguing out there in the National League West as well is that the San Diego Padres are now tied with the Cincinnati Reds for that final wild card spot as this is going to be a wild, wild race. St. Louis is now two games back in this one. You've got the Philadelphia Phillies, who are two and a half games back, as well as the San Diego Padres wind up dropping another one to the LA Dodgers. The Dodgers have now won five straight in this series. For the Padres, they were able to cover the run line, and you do want to have a little bit of caution with this, with the LA Dodgers. Over the last 40 days, they have had, I believe it's now nine games in which they have won by only one run. So if you've been laying the run line with the Dodgers, it has been a little bit of a horse apiece situation, but... What is an even bigger horse apiece situation is the San Diego Padres starting rotation as they do have now Denelson Lamette back, but don't expect to see Denelson Lamette starting. And if he does, he's not going to go very long because he is being used pretty much as a reliever at this point for the team. They've been trotting out their Ryan Weathers. They've been trying to weather the storm with that regard. It has not been going well for them there. And with the Padres, they wound up having to trot out their Chris Paddock. And well, Paddock did not necessarily give the San Diego Padres the start that they were hoping for. Five to four was the final in this one. It's going to set up for Blake Sell versus Mad Max Scherzer on Sunday. But for the Padres, they wind up having Paddock give up four runs over the course of four and two-thirds innings. And this is a Padres bullpen that ever since the beginning of the month of August, they've been slightly above average with regards to their bullpen ERA. But they've fallen out of the number one spot. When it comes to bullpen ERA, they were number one going into the month of August. And guess who's number one right now? You guessed it. Those guys, the San Francisco Giants, says they were able to get... Just an absolute bludgeoning of the Chicago Cubs by kind of 15 to 4. As we know, the Cubs are in total tank mode. But taking a look back at this Dodgers versus Padres game, what was big for the LA Dodgers is that Mookie Betts was able to go yard in this one. 20th home run of the season. We know that Mookie Betts' health has been a little bit of a question mark. They've been playing him in the infield a little bit this year. So that is something that you do want to keep caution of because he has been dealing with some nagging injuries this year. I know that he wound up having a cortisone shot. I would say about a month and a half, maybe more like two months ago, but they've been dealing with that. And yet this is a Dodgers team that they just keep trotting out their great bat after great bat on any given night. You'll see the Dodgers trotting out their seven of their eight position players hitting above a 250. And the guy that's typically not hitting a 250. Oh yeah, that's Cody Bellinger, a guy that was once a MVP candidate in this league. And well, he's just having a little bit of a rocky season. And sometimes it's Albert Pools. Hey, a guy that's right now in the top five all-time when it comes to home runs in Major League Baseball. Apparently, he knows what he's doing as well. But when you take a look at the Padres as well, I think what is a really stunning set with this team is that as much as the pitching has worn down, and I've been cautioning you that the pitching was going to wear down with this Padres team because going into the month of August, they'd use their bullpen for the most innings in all of baseball. They just have had to go to it time and time again. You notice that there were a lot of guys that they could have went deeper into their starts earlier in the year. They just did not wind up going so. They really took a, 
I guess you could call it kids glove approach with Denelson Lamette. That obviously did not wind up going well for them. And now as a result, they are paying for those sins as you've got a bullpen that is starting to deteriorate a little bit. And that leads you into a game that's going to be going down on Sunday with Blake Snell taking the bump against Mad Max Scherzer. If you're taking a look at the Dodgers and company, you're going to be finding them as a very big favorite with the Dodgers. They are going to be reaching Somewhere in the realm of about $2 in a lot of spots at this point. We're seeing a little bit of movement when it comes to this, but with Blake Snell, you're able to get him at right now. as about a plus 170 underdog. And for Blake Snell, he has looked a little bit better on the road, no question about it. But when it comes to Snell, his walks per nine rate on the road is north of six. He's giving up double the amount of homers on the road that he has at home. And on the road, opponents are hitting nearly a 300 off of him at home. That is a sub 200. So, You've got some massive pitching splits there with Blake Snell, and I really think that that's really been one of the biggest hallmarks in all of baseball this year because with regards to Major League Baseball, we've seen it in the NL West. We've seen it in the National League East. We've seen it with pretty much all these teams aside from the Tampa Bay Rays and the Milwaukee Brewers, a pair of teams that I think are going to be able to make a massive bonsai charge this year when it comes to October baseball. These teams that they don't play the same home to road, and it has been really a bugaboo for the San Diego Padres as well, because you take a look at the Padres, they certainly have been able to get the job done when they have been in San Diego, but when they go on the road, they're a vastly different team. The Padres, with their loss on Saturday, fell to 30-36 and 36 on the road. Meanwhile, they are 44-31 and 31 at home. Let's take a look at the Philadelphia Phillies, a team that's trying to track them down. 32-40 and 40 on the road, 40-30 and 30 at home. How about if we go to the New York Metropolitans? 29 and 44 on the road. And before you laugh at the New York Metropolitans, they are four games out of the wild card. So we have seen stranger things happen in the Major League Baseball postseason than a team four games back right around this time be able to make it. And they've got obviously a very, very emotional game that wound up happening tonight. They are going to have another one on Sunday as they're going to be taking center stage in Sunday Night Baseball. I think that it is very good that the MLB is doing all that they can to honor the victims of 9-11, the 20-year anniversary. We're going to be highlighting some of those New York teams later on in the hour because I do feel like we deserve to give a little bit more credence to that city because obviously it has been 20 years ago since the event in which I'm sure that you remember where you were on that day. I was in the third grade at the time. I know that I might have aged some people, but with that said, I certainly remember what wound up happening there. So we're going to give a little bit of a spotlight to the New York teams towards the back half of this hour. But you take a look at this playoff hunt, and it is just absolutely insane. And as I was talking about with home and road splits, the teams I'm trusting in right now are the teams that are able to win on the road. Pitching travels. That is why the Milwaukee Brewers and the Tampa Bay Rays right now have the best road records in baseball. With the Tampa Bay Rays, 44-27 and 27 on the road. This team has been an absolute juggernaut all season long. And you know what? They wind up getting it done again by a count of 72 against the Detroit Tigers. Now, you do want to note this. Wander Franco, who had a 39-game on base streak, he is now on the 10-day injury list, so that is certainly something that you want to be monitoring when it comes to the Tampa Bay Rays team, but at the same time, you take a look at the Milwaukee Brewers, they've got the best win percentage on the road of any team in baseball, and they wound up throwing a combined no-hitter. Why Craig Council didn't let Corbin Burns wind up going for that no-hitter, I do recognize that he was at 115 pitches, but man, that's a little bit of no funness there. I am a native of the state of Wisconsin. Ironically enough, 24 hours ago, I was in the state of Wisconsin. I was complaining because I could not get an alcoholic beverage while I was waiting for my 6 a.m. flight. 
that is a certainly a first world problem to say the least but with the Milwaukee Brewers they've been able to do a great job when it comes to being able to play on the road and if you're taking a look at the futures prices right now at both of these teams the Rays and the Brewers to be able to win the World Series both of these teams are right now sitting at 8 to 1 which I think is very intriguing because you always want to be able to have as much depth in pitching as humanly possible. Now, these two teams do it in various ways. With the Milwaukee Brewers, you've got a front three, which the front three might be looking a little bit different because Freddie Peralta has certainly had his struggles in his first two starts coming off the injured list. But Eric Lauer, a guy that has towed the rubber and has done a great job time and time again for this team. We're going to be seeing him on Sunday. He's been able to step up three runs or fewer, give it up in each out of his last five starts. You've had Brandon Woodruff be absolutely amazing for the team. The man that wanted pitching eight innings without giving up a hit today, that'd be Corbin Burns. He has been able to do it. And then you got Devin Williams and Josh Hader, the best one-two punch in the eighth and ninth inning. They're going to find a baseball. And for the Tampa Bay Rays, you've legitimately got nobody that succeeded 130 innings on this entire rotation. And yet they just find a whole bunch of different arms and they're able to get it done. A guy like an Andrew Kittrich is able to come in and is able to give the team some good production. JT Chargua, at this time last year, was pitching in the Nippon Baseball League of Japan. He has had a sub-2 ERA ever since they wanted trading from him from the Seattle Mariners. Heck, they have reborn the career of Colin McHugh as a little bit of a long reliever. This is a Tampa Bay Rays team that they are a factory of good pitching. We're going to be hitting on their game that's going to be coming up with the Detroit Tigers a little bit more on the other side. We're going to be getting to that Brewers versus Cleveland Indians game as well. as That is going to be a hotly contested one, but certainly going to be interesting to watch both of these teams moving forward with their great pitching. And speaking of keeping watch, USC is on the board against Stanford. We'll get you alerted of how they wound up doing so next right here on VEASAN's Bet Center with myself, Greg Pearson. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. 
Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. We've got great news for you. VSIN is now available 24-7 on YouTube TV's Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can always watch us 24-7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vsin.com to find all the ways to watch and listen to the Vegas Sands Information Network as we are back here with the VSIN Bet Center. Myself, Greg Peterson, coming at you from Circa. Big thanks to Wyatt. Big thanks to Miles. You guys are doing a great job behind the scenes. And speaking of being able to do a great job, if you wound up taking the money line tonight with Sanford, you did a very great job because we wound up seeing a massive upset in this one as the Sanford Cardinal, who wound up closing at about a 17.5 point underdog. So yeah, you were able to get a nice plus price. If you wound up taking them on the money line, they wind up being able to complete the W of USC. 42 to 28 is the final. Now, there was a point about an hour or so ago in which you were able to get plus 21 to plus 21 and a half live with USC. That's the only way that you wound up winning any sort of bet if you wound up taking USC at this point. And I think that it's very fair to question whether or not we are going to be seeing on Monday morning Clay Helton be the coach of USC. Now we know this with USC. They've had about 57 and a half chances to be able to fire him. All would have been very justified and have yet to be able to do so. So good work there, USC. But with that said... Not a good performance, to say the least. You've got a USC bunch that they were able to get a Darwin Barlow four-yard touchdown to be able to make it a little bit more respectable. And if you wound up taking the over at any point in this one, it wound up going over. You wound up being able to cash that. This was a very easy one as this one closing in the neighborhood about 53, 53 and a half-ish. So you, the number did not wind up coming in on this one, even the slightest, but a bad night there. And then we've got one football game that is remaining. And right now, we might be seeing this land right on that number. Oregon State versus Hawaii. So we are certainly going to be 
keeping lots and lots of tabs on this one as it is Hawaii currently trailing Oregon State by a count of 38 to 27. Looked like Oregon State was going to run and hide with this game, but Hawaii has been able to do a very good job of being able to give a little bit of a spirited effort. They've got 20 points here in the second half, but who has really been able to carry the mail? That would be Oregon State running back B.J. Baylor. How about 17 carries for a buck 70 and two touchdowns? Oregon State has been a little bit underrated with the way that they've been able to utilize their ground game and give credit to Chase Nolan. He is 21 of 29, 302 yards and two touchdowns. This is an Oregon State team that they wound up losing to Purdue, but they looked very respectable in that matchup last week. And I think that they're really going in the right direction. And for the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii, Chevin Codiero, he has been able to give you 302 yards through the air as well. But what has really been the difference for them at this point is the fact that you've had two interceptions. Got about 10 minutes left in this one, so... Certainly going to be keeping some tabs on this one as we have seen a lot of calamities when it comes to college football right now. We've seen a couple big upsets. We wound up highlighting the one between the Sanford Cardinal and the USC Trojans. No question. That is one of the bigger ones that you're going to find. And in my opinion, it has the biggest coaching implications that we're going to see. But how about if we talk about Florida State a little bit as well as the Seminoles. This is a bunch in which... Willie Taggart really put that program behind the eight ball, and I think that I'm going to be as generous as I can with that. I remember actually being at the flagship station of the Oregon Ducks when he wound up getting hired there. He winds up then leaving after a year, going to Florida State. You could tell that he was in badly over his head, and now the residuals are just continuing for this Florida State program as they wind up losing to Jacksonville State, which I will say Jacksonville State, a fairly respectable FCS team. This is not like... This is a team that is going to be going 1-12 and 12 out there in the FCS or anything like that. But as a 27.5 point favorite, not only did Florida State not cover, I mean, it's one thing if Florida State winds up winning this game by 14, 17 points. And we saw Florida State play really darn good against Notre Dame, but they lose this game outright. How does this happen? I mean, for Florida State to go from very nearly knocking off Notre Dame to losing to Jacksonville State, for one, this has got to be just an emotional letdown. you got to feel like maybe the shortened week wound up affecting Florida State a little bit. I'm trying to come up with excuses for this team. Mackenzie Milton, great story, but he didn't play great in this one. 18 of 31, buck 33. He was able to give you a touchdown, also throw in there an interception, but... For the Jacksonville State Gamecocks, they wind up winning this game despite the fact that they averaged 2.8 yards per carry on the ground. So that tells you exactly what Florida State was doing in this one. So just a really, really bad situation to say the least. And it wasn't necessarily a bad day for the ACC as well. You wound up seeing the Pitt Panthers play really well against Tennessee. They were able to get a W in that one. So, I mean, this is a ACC in general that... It's just very strange because you wind up having Clemson get up off the mat and, well, if they would have lost to South Carolina State, then we've got bigger issues. But with that said, you've got certainly a program in which you wind up seeing Duke lose to Charlotte in week one. Virginia Tech right now is looking like one of the better teams out there. Appalachian State was able to hang within the number against Miami, but as we know, Appalachian State... They've pulled a couple upsets over the year, including one at the big house many years ago. So that's a little bit more understandable. But needless to say, certainly was a very interesting day for the ACC. And I was talking about it in the last segment. It's been just a very interesting ride in general out there in the National League West. I wanted to mention it in the last hour, but I always do a New York Post play of the day when it comes to the MLB slate. And the one that I'm going to be looking at is out there in the NL West. It's not necessarily the marquee matchup, but as I always like to say, 
money one is money one. You're going to be able to get bigger limits on a lot of these marquee college football games. You're going to get bigger limits when it comes to the NFL than, say, a lower-level baseball game that is happening in, like, the dead of August. You're going to be able to find it the limits be much bigger on those rather than say like an FBS versus FCS game, for example, as well. But with that said, there's money to be made. And I do think that there's money to be made on Logan Webb. A big reason why I do think that the San Francisco Giants do have a chance to be able to sustain during the postseason is that despite the fact that Kevin Gosman has returned back to earth after he wound up looking like arguably a top two pitcher in all of baseball in the first half of the season is because Logan Webb has taken over that mantle. He is going to be going on the bump for the San Francisco Giants. And if you have not watched Logan Webb, you are doing yourself a disservice. 14-1 and one is the San Francisco Giants in his last 15 starts. He's allowed three runs or fewer in every one of them, and he's allowed two runs or fewer in 14 of them. The only one in which he wound up allowing approximately three runs, that wound up coming in his last start. But that last start, that was at Coors Field against the Colorado Rockies, as you know. It's a little bit harder to pitch out there at elevation rather than when you are at pretty much any other ballpark in all of baseball now with Chicago. You always do want to note that the wind is going to influence the total a little bit. Right now at Circa, we're seeing this total at 9.5. I know that other places, it looks like you've got this on many of the East Coast books. You've got a total of 10.5, so you want to be shopping around accordingly because you never know when that half run is going to come into play. The difference between 9.5 and 10.5, that could be sometimes a world in regards to an MLB baseball bet, but with that said, at 9.5, I like it under. At 10.5, I like it under. Heck, at 9, I probably would like this total under because Logan Webb has been so dominant. And what else has been dominant? The San Francisco Giants bullpen. Number one with regards to ERA in all the big leagues right now. And that's something that you want to be taking a look at if you're looking to fire away on the futures board. I was talking about it last segment. You've got the Milwaukee Brewers and the Tampa Bay Rays, both at 8-1 to to win the World Series. I think there's a whole lot more value there than with the top teams, with the Dodgers. You're finding them at plus 290. Yeah, they're a very talented team on paper. And I will say for the Dodgers... Give them credit. You've got a bunch of guys coming out of this bullpen that aren't necessarily heralded that will be able to do a good job. You probably don't know the name of Phil Bickford and Alex Vasilla, but these guys have had sub-3-5 ERAs. They've come in and they've given the Dodgers not just good innings, really good innings. You've got your old reliables like Blake Trying. We all know about the starters, Julio Rios. You've got Max Scherzer, who's going to be taking the bump for this Dodgers team on Sunday against a Padres team that they just continue to be in free fall, but... What you want to be taking a look at is value when it comes to this. And I do think that there's a lot of value there. There's more value in, say, a team from New York and the Yankees that we know is going to have to play through that one-game wild card. If you're looking at futures, you're probably better off just rolling over your money if you have a team in one of these one-game playoffs because if you wind up having, let's just throw out there, Yankees-Red Sox, for example, when it comes to a wild card game. You got to figure that the Yankees would be in some form or fashion a favorite if you wind up throwing out there Garrett Cole versus maybe a Chris Sale, for instance. We're just throwing out their hypothetical matchup, but you take the winnings from that, you wind up rolling it over, and you wind up betting on the Yankees in the divisional series. You roll that over into the championship series and then into the World Series. You'd be able to get, probably, in my opinion, a lot, a lot better than the 13 and 1 that a lot of bo- books are dishing out right now on their futures. So that's sort of how you want to be playing this. If you're looking at a little bit more of these long shots, a team that might wind up going to the wild card and that might hold true for the LA Dodgers as well. Because as we know, if the season were to end right now, the San Francisco Giants, they've got the best record in all of baseball. They would be the team that avoids a one game playoff. And should the Dodgers be a favorite in that one game playoff? Yes. But as we know, 
in baseball, in any sport for that matter, anything can happen when you wind up getting down to one game. So you always want to be mitigating risk. You always want to be trying to maximize your profits as well. There's always a lot of various ways to be able to do so and always go with what winds up working best for you. There are some of you guys that you do less than traditional ways of being able to make money. Heck, better for you because I know that there's always a lot of people that they like to give helpful advice. Always go with what winds up getting to you to the window and what has been getting me to the window a lot, Major League Baseball. We're going to be taking a look at some of these games for Sunday. Coming up on the other side, right here on the Visa Bet Center, live from Circa with myself, Greg Oops Peterson. is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. The football season is here, ladies and gentlemen, and starting this weekend on the Vegas Sets and Information Network, we have new talent and new shows to be able to help you make the most of your fall betting action. Hey, typically I'm not on at this time, but I am, and I'm very happy to be joining you guys as the VEASAN lineup expands to 21 hours a day of live programming every Monday through Friday, and on the weekend, we've got new shows for you as well, much like we're going to be going until now 1 a.m. Pacific time here on the weekends, and we want to give you all the latest odds to stay on top of your in-game betting opportunities, just to be able to stay on top of your handicap in general, and we've got this all for every key game across the country. VEASAN has added new personalities to our existing world-class team. This includes former professional athletes, sports media veterans, and of course, strategic sports bettors. Visit vcin.com now to see our new lineup and meet our new talent and make the most of your best football betting season ever. That is at vcin.com. And we are back here in the vcin bet center. Myself, Greg Oops Peterson coming at you and great to be able to come at you. This is going to be a little bit of a later shift for us, but you know what? I know that many of the hardest working people out there, they work the late nights. I always love being able to do a little bit of something late, being able to talk sports at 11.30 p.m. It's something that I pride myself on. I know that many of you guys, you might be winding up working a little bit of a later shift yourself. You might be one that you're just out with your buddies, having a couple beverages. It is all good. We welcome you all in and we welcome you in if you've got a bet on Hawaii versus Oregon State. For those of you guys that do, you are good folks out there. And right now, we've got Oregon State having a lead of a count of 45 to 27. The sweat is on in this one as Oregon State currently has a third down. Hawaii has used up their timeouts. It looks like it's just going to be knees from here. And Oregon State is going to be able to survive with the cover. We had a potential of this game landing right on the number as it was 38 to 27 with a few minutes left in the fourth quarter. Oregon State was able to notch that touchdown significant as the spread winds of closing in this one at 11 in a lot of spots. We wound up seeing a couple straight 11 and a half out there on the East Coast. So if you laid 11, if you laid 11 and a half, you are all good in this one. And when it comes to this total, it does wind up going over as we get 72 total points. 45 to 27 is going to be the final in this one. So Oregon State able to redeem a Pac-12 that, well, it didn't necessarily wind up going as tremendously for them as you would have hoped as Washington wound up getting just completely trounced by Michigan. You wound up seeing a few other teams not look so good. Clay Helton, perhaps his job should be at stake for USC after they wind up not being able to cover two touchdowns and a field goal. And not only were they unable to cover, they were unable to win that game outright. So 
an absolute calamity there. But as we know, there's not any money to be made on Saturday's college football games anymore. There is some money to be made on Sunday's MLB games, and we're certainly going to be recapping a lot of this action, taking a look at what wound up happening on Saturday and how that could help you for your bets moving forward because that's the most important part. But when you take a look at this Sunday MLB betting board, I do think that you've got some very good matchups. I want to mention it in the last segment for my New York Post play. I am going to be on the San Francisco Giants and the Chicago Cubs under. Justin Seals, the guy that's relatively solid. I laid out the case for Logan Webb and just how dominant he has been. And when you take a look at the MLB betting board for Sunday, it is going to be a little bit of a tricky one because you are finding a lot of these favorites are north of minus 180. I know that there are many of you out there, much like myself, that you try to reduce the juice a little bit just because when you wind up laying minus $2, that means that you need to hit two out of every three of your bets just to be able to break even on minus 200. And as we know, that's easier said than done, especially with the craziness of the MLB. Even a lot of the worst teams wind up being able to get to 60 or so wins, unless if your name is something like the Arizona Diamondbacks, for instance, but still, eh, I need to throw in there the Baltimore Orioles as well. We wound up allowing 11 runs in the seventh inning of their second game of a doubleheader against the Toronto Blue Jays, and they wound up choking both games away, which I find to be absolutely hilarious, but and it's certainly not one of the more marquee games that we're taking a look at on the board. What I think is going to be an interesting one, though, is the Tampa Bay Rays going on the road, taking on the Detroit Tigers. I was laying out the case that the Tampa Bay Rays might have a little bit of value on the futures market because this is a bunch of you're able to find at DraftKings at 8-1 to to be able to win the World Series. Right now, they have the American League's best record. As we know, this is a Tampa Bay Rays team that they are a literal machine when it comes to their bullpen. They just find these guys. They're able to throw 97 miles per hour. They're able to reacclimate the careers of so many of these veterans. They do an absolutely amazing job. And it's going to be one Luis Patino is going to be going for the Tampa Bay Rays against Tariq Skubal. Don't let Skubal's numbers fool you because at the beginning of the year, the Detroit Tigers had absolutely no success when he was taking the mound. They lost each out of the first eight games in which he wound up taking the mound on. Ever since then, they have been above 500 whenever Tariq Skubal winds up taking the mound now for Tariq Skubal giving up north of two home runs for nine innings. That is not what you want when you go up against a Tampa Bay Rays team that they lead the major leagues with regards to runs per game. I feel like that's very shocking to say because we talk about all these offenses. We talk about the LA Dodgers. Finally, the San Francisco Giants are getting a little bit of love for their offense. No question out there in the American League, the Houston Astros, the Chicago White Sox. We talk about them, but it is the Tampa Bay Rays that have the top offense in baseball. Now, they are going to be without Wander Franco. He had a 39-game on-base streak. He is on the 10-day injured list, so you want to be monitoring him, but you still have a quadrant of guys who have been able to give you at least 24 home runs so far this year. Brandon Lau, he's got north of 30 bombs. Mike Zanino has been able to do a good job of being able to go yard. Austin Meadows. And then, oh yeah, they wound up picking up someone at the deadline. Not necessarily Tampa Bay Rays-like, but it has worked out very well for them. It won Nelson Cruz. And this is just a Rays team that they do a good job of being able to draw some walks. They are going to have their swings and misses. Over the last two years, they've been one of the top teams in baseball when it comes to a strikeouts per nine rate at the plate. But at the same time, you've got so many of these guys that they just do a good job of being able to grind out at bats. You take a look at someone like a Brandon Lau, who I wound up mentioning a little bit earlier. His batting average, right around about a 235-ish. His on-base percentage, nearly 100 points higher. Yandy Diaz, he's hitting a 260 overall for the year, which is pretty respectable. But then you take a look at the on-base, it's a 360. This is just a Tampa Bay Rays team that they are pretty much a Bill Belichick of Major League Baseball. 
They do their job, and they do their job very well. And you got a Detroit Tigers team that they actually have been playing very fairly well ever since the All-Star break. Been hovering right around 500, and this is a bullpen that was just ghastly bad at the beginning of the year. They, ever since the All-Star break, have been a top 10 bullpen in regards to the big leagues. Now, Kyle Funkhauser did not wind up bringing the funk on Monday. He wound up getting touched up a little bit in the game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. I feel like he was left out there a little bit too long. With that said, it is what it is, but you've got Ian Krull, who is fresh off the injured list for this Detroit Tigers team. And it's going to be big because when you take a look at some of these games in September, you want to be noting that some of these younger teams, like the Detroit Tigers, do have their pitchers on a pitch count. You take a look at Casey Mize in his last two starts, that is including today in which the Tampa Bay Rays were able to win that one, and they were able to win that game comfortably by kind of 7-2, by the way, if you were looking at that one. Total on that game was 9, so you wound up getting a push, whether you wound up taking the over or the under on that 9, but when you take a look at this Tigers team, they are certainly planning a little bit for the future, so that is something that needs to be involved in your handicap, so Bullpens come into play a little bit. I know that many of you guys out there that bet baseball, you would like to take a look at the first five. That way you're able to take the bullpen out of consideration. Well, sometimes if you take a first five and you've got a team like the Detroit Tigers, you might want to either A, maybe rethink that first five bet, or B, you want to be taking a look at these bullpen hits if you are going to be falling through on a first five bet because someone like a Tariq Skubal, someone like a Matthew not necessarily a Matthew Boyd, but rather who's going to be going in this game in Tariq Skubal. These guys might wind up only going two or three innings, and then you wind up getting the bullpen pieces, and you want to be noting who wound up pitching for the Detroit Tigers bullpen the previous day because you've got guys I mentioned a little bit earlier. Gregory Soto's been able to do a very solid job out of the bullpen for the scene, but then you get some of these guys in which they've got like a 5 ERA. You don't want to necessarily have any sort of a bet relying upon Derek Holland actually giving you some quality innings. Meanwhile, with the Tampa Bay Rays, you got a little bit more of a trustworthy one, especially with the fact that J.P. Fireisen along with Pete Fairbanks have come off the injured list. So that is going to be a very intriguing one. And then you've got a game out there in the National League Central in which involves two teams that they are right in the thick of it in the wild card on. The St. Louis Cardinals are two games back of that second wild card spot. That is right now split between the San Diego Padres and the Cincinnati Reds. And for the Reds, they are going to be on the road facing off against the St. Louis Cardinals. Jay App hopes to not be hapless in this one against Sonny Gray of the Cincinnati Reds. Currently with the Reds, you're going to be finding them anywhere between the neighborhood of about a minus 125 to a minus 135. You're seeing a little bit of a range with this one for J.F. He certainly has been better than he wanted pitching in Minnesota. Keep in mind in Minnesota, over the course of his last 16 starts, he had a north of 80 ERA. But with that said, the last time he wanted facing off against the Cincinnati Reds, Gave up seven runs, and he got three outs. When you give up seven runs while being able to record three outs, needless to say, that is not necessarily what you want. And then you've got someone in Sonny Gray. I mentioned home and road splits a little bit under an hour ago and how important they are to baseball. With Sonny Gray, he actually has a point and a half lower on his ERA on the road than he does at home. You're noticing that a lot with some of these Cincinnati Reds pitchers. So that is something that we do want to highlight. But at the same time, something else that we want to highlight, I do recognize that this has been a sobering time for many people as it is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. We're going to be doing something called Brighter Futures. We're going to be taking a look at a lot of these New York teams. We're going to try to highlight them, give someone a little bit of something to cheer about because I'm going to do my best to find you a futures bet with a New York team that is going to be next right here on Beeson's Bet Center with myself, Greg Peterson, coming at you live from Circo.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dad. (laughs) Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bets emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every single game, plus free access to VSIN.com with the data and analysis all chock full of it. You get everything VSIN has to offer for just $22 a month. Sign up now at VSIN.com. Slash subscribe as we are back here at Circa for the VEASAN Bet Center. It is myself, Greg Peterson, taking you up until 1 a.m. Pacific time, 4 a.m. Eastern. We have revamped VEASAN. We've got new hours. We've got 
more live programming than ever before and very honored to be a part of it. And it is good to be a part of all this because we wound up seeing some great action in college football on Saturday. And all the games are now final. We wound up seeing a couple games just recently go final. USC, well, they had a calamity on their hands. They wind up as a 17 to 17 and a half point favorite. Not just not covering against Sanford. They lose outright by a count of 42 to 28. This one went over the total as the total. In a lot of places close anywhere between 53 and 53 and a half. Another Pac-12 team that did not cover, Utah. They lose to BYU for the first time since 2009. So, uh, big congratulations to Coach Sataki and company over there at BYU as they wind up being able to get the job done by a count of 26 to 17. This was actually a nine-game win streak for Utah as well as this was a spot in which Utah wound up closing as about a touchdown, even in some places a seven and a half point favorite. So nice money line hit if you wound up having that. A Pac-12 team that was able to cover though, that would be Oregon State 45 to 27 was the final in that one as total on closing between 65 and 65 and a half. And for much of the fourth quarter, this game was on 11. So if you wound up taking either side with the 11, you were certainly sweating this one out, but Oregon State able to get a touchdown late to be able to cover and need to get you guys up to date on this one as this is one that wound up going final a little bit ago, but I don't think I necessarily updated this one as Vanderbilt was able to finish off the job against Colorado State. 24-21 the final. Colorado State looked very solid coming out the gates. They wind up being bet up from a 4.5 point favorite to a 6.5 point favorite, and they wind up losing out right now. The good news is you lost to a Pac-12 school. The bad news is that Pac-12, you wound up losing to an SEC school. The bad news is that SEC school, its name is Vanderbilt. I just keep thinking, whenever I think bad things, I just keep thinking the Pac-12 right now because, well, it was a very bad day for them on Saturday. Sands Oregon, who was able to get it done against Ohio State. I'm sure that I'll be talking a little bit more about that in the final hour of this, but... With that said, we're launching something new here over at the Vegas Answer Information Network. Whenever I'm on the desk here during the weekends, late night, we're going to do something called Brighter Futures. And what this is, is we're going to take a community, maybe it is a city in which it needs a little bit of love. Maybe it's just celebrating something. Maybe we wind up seeing someone that we love in the sports community. They've got a couple favorite teams. They wind up going through some tough times, things like this, and we want to highlight them. This is the 20th anniversary of 9-11, so I figured I would kick this off. Just give some good vibes to the people out there in the great state of New York. I know that there are many people that they wind up losing their lives there that day. I know that there are many people that are New York sports fans that were forever changed by 9-11. So want to give just a little bit of love to you guys out there. I know that there's a lot of good, hardworking people that were affected so much by that day. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to take the favorite teams of like that area, of that person, what have you, that we're trying to honor on this show. And we're going to try to find you a little bit of a bet on the futures board for them. So let's take a look at the teams out there in the state of New York. Obviously, the NFL is back. You've got the Giants and the Jets. I want no part of the Giants winning any sort of a division or anything like that. I don't necessarily think that their win total is going to go under, but at the same time, I think that this is going to be a middling team that is probably going to be something like maybe an 8, 9, a 7, and 10. So you don't necessarily have a lot there. And with the New York Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Typically, I know that the old joke goes that it stands for just end the season. I know that they should be a little bit better this year. I think that they've done a good job of being able to 
clean house of the old regime as that was just an absolute calamity what we wound up seeing with regards to coaching staff the last few years. So bringing in Salah, I think, is going to be very good for this team in general, but I certainly don't have high expectations for them. Then you wind up going to baseball. Do you want any part of a New York Mets future? I didn't think so. This is a New York Mets team that has just been all over the place. I laid out how bad they are on the road. 29 and 44 on the road. Guess what? In order to not just be able to win in the postseason, but to be able to make the postseason, they're going to need to win some games on the road. I just don't think that that's going to happen now. I will say the Mets have looked a little bit more respectable recently. A lot of it is because they've been playing against the Washington Nationals a lot. So that is always going to help out your cause, but certainly a case in which I don't want any part of the New York Mets to be able to make the postseason. You would have a little bit of a future if Jacob DeGrom was healthy for him to be able to win the Cy Young. And he was the front runner for MVP before he wound up getting injured. But unfortunately, Jacob DeGrom is currently not on the field. So he's not going to be winning that award. So that really rules them out. If you're taking a look at hockey, I wouldn't doubt if the New York Islanders are going to be able to have a good year. The New York Rangers are a little bit of a work in progress. But I'm certainly someone that I can't give you a whole heck of a lot on hockey. So I can't advocate for or against a bet with regards to that and I laid it out with the New York Yankees with the New York Yankees they are going to be playing most likely in the wild card unless if we just see something dramatic happen where the New York Yankees wind up winning like 15 straight games and the Tampa Bay Rays forget how to play baseball and they wind up going into a baseball ditch for lack of a better term so it's one of these cases in which with the New York Yankees I don't want any part of their future I would rather if I would be looking at the Yankees be able to make the World Series which I know that some of you have that faith I certainly do not have that sort of faith in the New York Yankees I felt like their double digit win streak that we wound up seeing a few weeks ago it was a little bit of smoke and mirrors in the way that they were playing so many one-run games they were making things very interesting in the ninth inning of so many of those. But what you can hang your hat on if you're a New York sports fan is that a trophy should be coming to one of the players on one of these teams. That would be Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, his odds to be able to win the Cy Young earlier this evening at DraftKings, he may or may not have went off the board with their game against the New York Mets, but he was minus 125 to be able to win the Cy Young. So you're laying a little bit of juice, but with that said, the number two candidate to be able to win the Cy Young currently in the American League, that'd be Robbie Ray. In his last start, Robbie Ray wound up going against the Baltimore Orioles. He allowed more than two runs for the first time in nearly two months, so that was not necessarily the best of situations. The Orioles wound up actually winning that game against the Blue Jays. Now, it was a no decision for Robbie Ray, but still, as we know with a lot of these player awards, a lot of the voters, because it is voted upon, it's not necessarily one of these things in which it's a computer algorithm or anything like that. This is something in which actual humans are going to be voting on this one. What they see last is typically very influential as to whether or not a guy is going to be winning one of these awards or not. And for Garrett Cole, ever since he wound up coming off the COVID list, a sub-2 ERA has been rock solid. In his last few starts, he is right now one of the top pitchers with regards to a strikeouts per nine innings basis. It depends on what way you wind up taking a look at who does slash does not qualify for that award of strikeouts per nine innings, but he certainly has been able to mow them down. This is a Yankees bunch that 
They are right now very much fighting for a playoff spot. So if he's able to come up with a couple big spots, you've got to figure that he is going to be able to run and hide with that award. And Robbie Ray is going to be able to have his opportunities as well. When you take a look at this wild card chase, obviously, if the season were to end today, you would have the Red Sox and the Yankees doing battle in that one game wild card as the Tampa Bay Rays have just put themselves out of reach when it comes to the American League wild card, as you do have the Blue Jays and the Yankees tied for that spot. But I do think that the New York Yankees have a good shot of being able to win on Sunday Night Baseball. That is going to be coming up now today with regards to how everything is shaking out. But with the Blue Jays as well, we have seen it with their run differential being very strong, but they don't necessarily have what it takes to be able to close out these games when it comes to the bullpen. And you want to be taking caution of this as well when it comes to the Toronto Blue Jays, whether it's betting on them to be able to make the postseason, whether it be Robbie Ray versus Garrett Cole when it comes to futures. They have got, count them, six games coming up with the Tampa Bay Rays over the next few weeks now. They do have quite a few games with the Minnesota Twins, a team that they have just so badly underachieved that it's not even funny. And then you get the poopy Baltimore Orioles at the end of the season. That is going to be a little bit of a confidence booster for them. But you also do have the Yankees doing battle with the Blue Jays. I do recognize that the Blue Jays were able to have a very good run of it earlier this week in their series. But I do think that the Yankees are going to be able to bounce back a little bit. So when you're taking a look at the race for Cy Young, I think that it's very beneficial that the New York Yankees have been able to get online a little bit more. It was an interesting game out there in New York on Saturday as they were able to get a very emotional win over the Mets by a count of 8-7. to seven. And when you take a look at the Yankees' upcoming schedule as well, they get to play against the Baltimore Orioles quite a few times. They get that series, as I mentioned, against the Blue Jays. The Red Sox are going to be a little bit of a tough one, but as we know, they're going through COVID-19 issues. They also get the Texas Rangers as well. So I think that this is something that you're able to take a look at. Garrett Cole, if you're a fan of the New York Yankees, to be able to win Cy Young at minus 125. So that's how this works. I thought that it was a good time to be able to highlight that and it's always a good time to highlight the nfl in the next hour we're going to be going football heavy right here on visa's bet center zigazoo has made me zigzag what i mean by that is i swore i would never let my kids on social media but now i'm setting them loose on zigazoo Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.